and welcome to the Your Favourite Teacher podcast. For additional support materials, visit www.yourfavouriteteacher.com. We'll be exploring the Capulets and the Montagues in Romeo and Juliet and how their actions affect the story of the play. Although they don't appear much, Romeo and Juliet's parents do have big roles to play. Firstly, let's have a little look at Lord and Lady Montague. Lord Montague can appear to be violent and angry, which could be where Romeo gets his hot-headedness from. He's quick to explain, thou villain Capulet, which Shakespeare deliberately does to establish his authority. He wants to fight Capulet when he sees him, but Lady Montague holds him back. Speaking of Lady Montague, she is the opposite of her husband and is presented by Shakespeare as a very calm and peaceful character. It's also her who puts a stop to the fighting at the beginning of the play, saying, Thou shalt not stir one foot to seek a foe. Shakespeare uses this language perhaps to hint to the audience that the conflict in the play may get taken too far. When Romeo is banished from Verona for killing Tybalt, Lady Montague dies of grief. Shakespeare uses this language perhaps to hint to the audience that the conflict in the play may get taken too far. When Romeo is banished from Verona for killing Tybalt, Lady Montague dies of grief. Both of Romeo's parents worry about his well-being and don't wish him to be unhappy. However, they are still involved in the violent feud. Shakespeare presents the Montagues as distant characters. They appear very little and seem kind to Romeo. Although it can be argued that they are this way because Romeo is a boy and therefore granted more freedom, unlike Juliet, who is a precious daughter in her parents' eyes. Lord Capulet appears to be the typical Shakespearean father. He is nice to his daughter, but only when she obeys him. He changes a lot in the play, at first wanting to give Juliet a scope of choice, but when she expresses her dislike towards marrying Paris, he changes, calling her a disobedient wretch. This highlights a typical father-daughter relationship of the time. In the stage directions for Act 3, Scene 5, Juliet kneels down, clearly begging for him to understand why she doesn't want to marry Paris. However, her father does not relent. Lady Capulet isn't much better. Instead, she's portrayed as bossy and ambitious. She only wants Juliet to marry Paris for the wealth and status, something very common at the time in which the play was written. This would ensure a good spot in society, demanding more respect from others. Lady Capulet doesn't appear to be comfortable in Juliet's presence. When alone with her, she asks the nurse to come back again, suggesting to the audience that she relies on the nurse to have more of a maternal instinct with her. Lady Capulet also doesn't seem to show much sympathy when Juliet is upset, which could link to Juliet refusing to cry foolish tears when Romeo is banished. Contextually, both parents emulate upper-class parenting in the 16th century. Whilst Romeo's parents allow him more freedom, reflected in their lack of stage presence, Juliet's parents depict a typical relationship between parents and daughters. Daughters were expected to behave and be dutiful, belonging to their father or husband. They definitely always had to do what they were told. We'll be exploring the minor characters in Romeo and Juliet. In particular, we'll be focusing on Paris, the Prince, the Nurse and Friar Lawrence. All of these people have key roles in the events of the play. You're unlikely to get a question on one of them individually, but you might want to include them in your responses about other characters or themes. Let's start with Paris. 
Him wanting to marry Juliet sparks the initial resistance against her parents' wishes. He is a rich and influential nobleman, which would have pleased the Capulets as it would further elevate their status in society. Shakespeare presents him as respectful towards others, describing him as a gallant, young and noble gentleman. Shakespeare's imagery presents him as a good match for Juliet. When he is dying in Act 5, Scene 3, he says to Romeo, If you are merciful, open the tomb and lay me next to Juliet. His words here suggest that his love for Juliet was sincere. Next we have the prince. He acts as the police chief, judge and jury. Ruling Verona, he is first on the scene when the fights occur. He demands that they throw mistempered weapons to the ground when he breaks up the fight between the two households in Act 1, Scene 1. His authority in the play is well respected and his decision in terms of punishments aren't argued. His main role is to have the overruling authority over the Capulets and Montagues. He often speaks in poetry, which Shakespeare does deliberately to emphasise his power over the other characters. Now, let's discuss the nurse. Did you know that she looked after Juliet from a baby? She even did the breastfeeding, stating, Thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed. This is vital. If she was able to breastfeed, she would have already had her own baby to look after. But if she spent all of her time nursing Juliet, it meant that she sacrificed the health of her own child to look after Juliet. What a woman! Seeing as she made the ultimate sacrifice, it's understandable that Shakespeare creates such a close bond between the nurse and Juliet. She uses pet names for her such as Lamb and Ladybird, innocent animalistic imagery which strengthens the bond between the two women. When the nurse finds Juliet and thinks she's dead, she seems more upset than any other character. Never was seen so black a day as this. Finally, let's take a look at Friar Lawrence. Like the nurse's role with Juliet, Friar Lawrence plays a father figure towards Romeo. Although he gives both Romeo and Juliet advice at different parts of the play. Because of this, he is well respected. Oh Lord, I could have stayed here all night to hear the good counsel. Unlike Romeo and Juliet, Friar Lawrence thinks things through. He's shocked by Romeo's quick change of interest from Rosaline to Juliet, but realises that Romeo and Juliet's marriage may so happy prove and end the feud between the Capulets and the Montagues. However, his actions are still questionable. His agreement to the marriage of two teens only seems to be to stop the feud between the two families. This could make the audience suspicious. Is he just doing this to get more power and respect as the famous friar who ended the feud? After all, he does warn, these violent deaths have violent ends. Shakespeare has repeated the adjective violent, foreshadowing the violence to happen later in the play. But he still marries the young couple anyway. He's also cowardly because he abandons Juliet in the tomb when he realises that Romeo has killed himself. Was he just trying to save himself? Here you might want to offer an alternative interpretation because as always they strengthen your response. So try and have a look at both sides of this character to gain higher marks. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening!